Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. So tomorrow marks the International Day for Persons with Disability and it's observed annually on the 3rd of December and aims to promote the rights and well-being of persons with disability in all spheres of society and development. In South Africa, people with disabilities, persons with disabilities face multiple forms of discrimination in various social spheres, including respect of access to health care services, employment and education. And the list goes on, right? So we're going to have this open conversation with multiple stakeholders and uh, Nchabeni Netsituni is a president of Blind SA and is also a president of uh, of SA Braille Authority. Chabeni, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pilena, and good afternoon to the listeners. I'm going to bring in other people as well. Edwina Makamata is a founder and chairperson of Tusanang uh, Enabling Support Services and Tuso Kibu. We've spoken to you before as well, Edwina. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Thank you so much for inviting me. Let, let's open up the conversation, and, and anyone can come in at any time here. When you look at where we are right now, how do you feel as somebody who is, I suppose, in many respects, a mouthpiece for, for persons with disability? Maybe I'll start with you, Edwina. I feel that we still have a long, long way to go in terms of accommodating persons with disabilities. And first and foremost, I feel that um, the accessibility in this country needs to be taken seriously. Hmm. Uh, and and I've got somebody else who's just joined this conversation, Bernadette Rigney, award-winning entrepreneur and owner of Fability. Bernadette was born with a rare condition called atherogryposis, which limits the range of motion in her hands and legs. Bernadette, thank you once again for also being a part of this conversation. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And your personal experience, Bernadette, in 2020 as a person living with disability, your observation, your concerns? I must say that 2020 really was a great year for my company because Mm. I usually rely on public transport to get to and from meetings. Mm. So this forced corporate to go digital, Mm. which was the ultimate and, uh, you know, the biggest thing I could have ever asked was being a business owner, um, running as a disabled business owner. Tabeni, hmm. it's it's one of those, right, where people take for granted what is, um, for many, I suppose, simple, but really difficult to access. And, and you can speak a lot to that. Um, for instance, access to literacy, literal material, because... For people who are blind, it's not so simple to just read because access to material is not there. Uh, in Chabeni? Absolutely. Correct. And when um, you're sitting, yeah, Benedetta, was that Benedetta who was responding? I'm not sure. <laughs> Chabeni, you can go ahead. You can go ahead, Chabeni. Yes. Yeah. Um, you are quite correct, Pimelo. And uh, <clears throat> maybe this subject, I must introduce it uh, correctly. You know, uh, living with disabilities, particularly blindness in South Africa, it remains a challenge. And I think uh, Edwina put it correctly to say we've got a long way to go. Mm. Uh, the materials for reading mm. for blind people is still a daunting uh, task, which we as the organizations of and for persons with visual impairment are still fighting government for. Because till today, we do not have access 
to reading material. And we are engaging with government. We've started engaging with government seven years ago when the Marrakesh Treaty was ratified and uh, uh, many countries fall for it. They agreed to it that it needs to be signed by uh, their countries and acceded to. But South Africa, quite amazingly, still stands far behind when it comes to that. And we, we therefore are denied that right to access to literary uh, materials. And for that reason, on the 10th of December, uh, next week, Thursday, we would be marching to the presidency from the CI offices in Pretoria mm-hmm. to serve them with a memorandum. Uh, because we want to put more pressure on government to understand that we need these rights to be respected. The right to education, mm. which is acquired mm. through the acquisition of a material which we are denied by government mm. by not signing mm. uh, the Marrakesh Treaty and not expediting the passage of the uh, amendment bill, corporate amendment bill, Mm -hmm. which some people are taking advantage for and just bringing other petty issues on that. Mm. And we feel there's greater injustice than that. I'll come back to you, uh, Edwina, as well as as Benedette, but Nchabini, let's stick with that. I've had a conversation uh, with the the Ministry of Education, Nchabini, in fact, all, all we get when you speak to them, there is this resistance, as if you're the only one who doesn't know what's happening on the ground, there are on it they have great relations with you we've had those conversations and and i wonder what do you make of that attitude because i'm going to go you know it's the same i suppose with access to to healthcare simple things like wheelchairs and so on people on the mm-hmm. ground say these are not easily accessible when you speak to government government says well but hang on a minute we we are doing more than should be required from us yeah that can be true you know there's it's one thing to uh, to come and talk to me about our issues, mm. it's another to go and implement what we've discussed. Mm-hmm. So there's so much that we can discuss with government, so much that we can sit around the tables and say we are engaging on this. Yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. But are you implementing that? Mm-hmm. If they were indeed implementing Timel and listeners, we wouldn't have been taking them to court. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some stage, we even invoked the services of uh, Section 27 regarding textbooks in schools. Yes, I remember that. And we were, we were saying to them, but you can't always be giving reasons that you can't procure for blind people mm-hmm. material because they have this right and we had to take them to court. We have, we have engaged with them quite a number of times, but they did not do anything until such time we said we're going to take you to court. So, so it cannot be true. The second example would be this one of uh, the Corporate Amendment Bill. Blandersay has had to take the president the constitutional court to see the president taking the, the amendment bill back to parliament. Many people are oblivious of that fact. Yes. Sixteen days it took the president to notice that it was uh, very late for him to have acted because Blandersay had filed with the constitutional court. Then he took the, uh, the, 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 the amendment bill back to parliament, having copied all those things that people were raising last year already because we are privy to these documents we know what who said what mm-hmm, fact. Mm-hmm. so so it can be true that they are genuinely engaging with us uh, to to claim that they are really uh, doing more than enough 
it is a blessed yeah. life. Edwina, you've raised this issue before, you know, access to wheelchair, just something that should be regarded as simple as being an issue. Where, where you sit and, and in your engagements with other stakeholders, what do you make of, of the attitudes that you get when you raise these issues? Uh, it, it's not taken seriously. Um, and that is a point I just want to put across. Um, because, I mean, I left hospital. I left rehabilitation center without a, a wheelchair. Yes. I couldn't have a wheelchair. So, so my medical aid didn't want to pay for that wheelchair because it wasn't covered. Mm. And, and that wheelchair at that point is my legs. Mm. So how do we live? How do I get out of hospital without being, you know, um, bedridden? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Dehumanized. So, um, Dehumanized. Exactly. Yeah. So those are the kind of challenges we deal with where we need government to meet us at a point where we need it the most, which is at rehabilitation center or wherever we are at a point of our disability, whether it's, it's, a, it's, it's in hospital when we we're born or whether it's, it's at a rehab center where we've, we've acquired this accident, but we need the government to meet us there where we need them the most. Mm-hmm. Benedict, we've, speak, we've been speaking about, about government, but you, you also experience the kind of, you know, insensitivity as well from, from all of us, all of society, yes. which just doesn't consider what it takes for someone like yourself to, to engage with the world in the way that is productive. Tell me about your, your experience. Well, um, you know, if I sit back and wait for government to come up with solutions for my life, I'll probably not see it in this lifetime. Mm. And I'm a very proactive person, so I found that being remote was really helpful to me. Not the most ideal situation. I mean, everyone wants to be in a working environment with colleagues and um, interaction. But this actually eliminated all those problems from transportation to accessibility in buildings. And it made my life so, you know, um, I was more productive. And it is said that South Africa is lags behind, if you think of the international, what we do internationally. Because I'll take America, for instance. It's illegal to state that you're disabled on your CV because all positions are open to the most competent person. Mm. So, um, you know, with us, we're doing learnership programs. We're breaking away from the skills of the disabled person and rather focusing on them as a, a target for the company to meet their compliance um, percentages. But, you know, for me, Bernadette, that, that, that you become a compliance is, yes. is in itself problematic. If you understand what I'm saying, that yeah. the only the, your last resort is to be a, 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 almost like a commodity for someone to tick a box is in itself problematic. Mm. It's, it can't be that as a society we and it's almost like we have to admit to ourselves that we use persons with disabilities for our own yeah. procurement. It can't yeah. be OK. Yeah. And I mean, Pamela, yes, Edwina? Yes, at, a, at the same time, an estimated 99% of disabled people are excluded from employment. Yes. The yes. open labor, yes. labor market. So that should tell you something. It should. Mm-hmm. Let's take a, qu- a quick now, break. Uh, I'll come back with more of your reactions uh, as well as uh, you, Benedict. I know that I interjected there, but I'll come back with your reaction and I'll open the lines as well on 011 714 I ask you to call in 
if you're a person with disability and and I just want to hear your personal experience because I think we, we hear a lot of talk from all kinds of people who, who want to tick a box, as I said earlier. But the real truth on the ground is what we really want to hear today. 011-714-2006 as well as on WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Hi, Pamela. It's Diesel here in East London. I just wanted to comment on the show of the people living with disability because I'm partially blind. So I had a challenge in 2017. I was registered to invest for Forte. I had written an email to you three days ago. I don't know if you received it, but to cut a long story short, I had depression and could not write my exams in 2017. Then made an appeal in 2018. Then got funding. Then I wrote in 2018. Then I got funding again in 2019. This year I couldn't get the funding. I was blocked. And when I tried to inquire, you know, they say I'm owing. And as far as I'm owing for 2017 and the investor for I'm owing 127,000 for 2018 and 2019. Then I went to the Department of Higher Education. They are still trying to assist, but they referred me back to the investor of Forte. So like even now I'm I'm sitting here in limbo because I couldn't register and because of the coronavirus as well. So things got a little bit tricky. Yeah, so I'm still pursuing them and today I also wrote to the office of the public protector. So you know uh, when they say that they are supporting students and as far as they are lying in this government, you know they don't support people living with disabilities. They don't support students. Um, they just playing lip service because even when the deputy minister was on your show, I gave him my numbers, and but he never called me until I decided to go to the minister's office, which even there I'm not getting any assistance up to this point because they keep sending me this person to that person. Uh, thank you. All right, I will make it my business. I actually remember that particular call when the Deputy Minister was here of higher education. I will take your details because you did reach out to him and you said that they haven't reached back to you. Um, I'm going to take that and I'm going to definitely make sure that we do something about it. I'm going to park that for a minute and deal with it behind the scenes. But let me come back to you again, uh, Nchabeni, on this particular one. He's saying... You know, even support, and I'm hearing more of that, support at an institution is just not there. Chabeni? Yeah, it, it, is, it, is, it is bad. It's unacceptable that we still have, a, we still have the university that does that. Actually, uh, there's a university's uh, body which is called HEDSA, Higher Education Disability Services of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it deals with such kind of matters, and if maybe he can also include them in his battle against Forte, okay. they should be able to assist them because they generally represent uh, disability units, and this is this should be part of their mandate, I mm-hmm. suppose. Mm, absolutely. But can I also touch on 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 unemployment? Yes, the yes. pain that mm. goes deeper than what we are saying, colleagues, mm-hmm. is that with with uh, unemployment that is so raging uh, amongst people with disabilities, and most of them who are well-educated, mm-hmm. they are denied mm-hmm. opportunities mm-hmm. by their own people, not the policies. Policies are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with another radio station, I was telling them, they, we do have policies that, that compel 
no, maybe I'm using the wrong word. That that encourage uh, the uh, potential employers, especially government departments, to appoint people with disabilities. They are there. But now the problem is Pimelo who's sitting at a boardroom desk waiting to select me, a blind person, mm. seeing that this CV comes from Nchavenu's blind. Mm-hmm. And there goes a saying to say, but Nchavenu is going to be expensive for us. Mm. Because we need to buy him mm. and this mm. and that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, even if you are going to be purchasing a 20,000 worth of JAWS, uh, that is JAWS, Job Access uh, Windows System, mm. that would assist me to do my work. You are going to only buy it once off, uh, and if you have to buy it, it's only the, the upgrades that you are going to do. So it's not like people are losing. Ah, no, Chabin, no, no, you know, it I, breaks I my heart. Talk, it, it breaks my heart because I'm listening to you and, and here you are bargaining. You are bargaining. It's so unnecessary. There are so many things that companies spend money on that are unnecessary. What you're yes. saying yes. is the mm-hmm. basics of what you require to do what you need to do. And you are bargaining. I mean, it absolutely breaks my heart. Benedict, I had, I had, uh, I had to go to an ad break. Just maybe give us, by way of introduction to those who don't know about your work, about your disability. So my disability um, limits the range of movement. I have limited movement in my arms mm. and I wear calipers on my legs. Mm. And and just, you know, as I said, it's, it's very difficult for people to imagine um, what life is like for you. What kind of support do you need on a day-to-day basis? Well, sometimes a company, yes, we have wheelchair access. And when I get so high <laughs> that I cannot walk up by myself. Mm. So, um, you know, there's so many different types of disabilities and everything needs a different, oh. you know, different um, access. And mine is very minor. You know, I can't climb stairs. Mm. Um I need to be in an office where there's workable lift because mm-hmm. if I'm stuck on the 14th floor and there's no way down in an emergency, I can't run down the stairs. Mm. So, mm. Um, you know, companies eventually use this as an excuse not to appoint people yeah. with mobility impairment. Mm. Mm. The stories that you hear, uh, Edwina, must be many. Um, when you come across uh, people who are your, your customers, your clients, they, they must have many stories to tell as well. Oh, they definitely do, um, but accessibility beats all of them. Mm, mm. So the minute yeah. you know you can't do things yourself, the minute you have to ask for help, that breaks your heart as a disabled person because we all want to be independent mm. and live a fulfilled life. Mm. You know, asking for help mm. is painful. I must say that. Mm. And um, you know, especially when you look at the the inaccessibility of buildings, mm. you know, near buildings that you want to go into and do whatever you want to do quickly yourself without asking for help. Mm. Accessible um, to access to, to transport. Um, you can't even <laughs> get from one point to the other mm. because our own transport system is inaccessible. So those things um, are, are frustrating factors that persons with disabilities deal with on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And yet we are expected to be motivated mm. and to, to, to have a positive outlook at life. And we cannot if we still have such challenges. Mm. You know, Bernadette said something earlier. Um, and she said if she had to wait for government to do anything, she, she wouldn't be 
anywhere, in fact, in, in her yeah. journey yeah. as an entrepreneur. And and I, I want to park a little bit of what government can do. And I know, Nchabeni, you were raising really important key points about what government should be doing. You'll be marching as well now to the presidency as well. Let, let me park that. And I also know that many people who are listening are not running companies, so they can't do anything there. But talk to us about what each one of us, each South African citizen can do to to better make your experience um, just more, more, I don't want to use the word pleasant, but to make your experiences um, just as humanly okay as possible. And, and and I know that you've said, Benedict. You know, all of our all of our disabilities are all of the disabilities are different, so the requirements are different. But how do I, as an individual, make your life better? It's simple, uh, Pimelo. Mm. We, we, people must be humane. People mm. must be human mm-hmm. towards people with disabilities. Mm. That is how mm. simple it is. Mm. See, if you can be empathetic. Mm-hmm. You are going to beat it all because you are going to be able to respond positively to any support that you need to be providing for a person with a disability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether uh, it's, a, it's a some, someone with wheelchair or mm-hmm. blind or what, well, you'll mm-hmm. be able to respond positively. Yeah. Edwina? The, the narrative around disability in general needs to be changed mm-hmm. and um, the discrimination and uh, you know um, we, we need sensitization programs within our communities mm-hmm. to be able to make them understand us to make them understand how to live with us because we also want to participate fully mm-hmm. within our society mm-hmm. you know without barriers without attitudinal barriers because yeah. those are big that, 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 that is like a, a hitting a wall for yeah. us, you know. So when we have a community that understands us, that wants to meet us halfway, um, for us to fulfill, to live our lives, you know, fully, that for me is what, what can change, yeah. you know, this whole narrative. I, I love what Nchabeni said, saying, saying it's simple. And, and sometimes there is a resistance to that because people are sitting here thinking, I mean, how, what does he mean it's simple? Well, it's very simple. It means that you don't take a parking spot that's not meant for you. It's, it could be that yes. simple. You know, um, yes. Bernadette, your, your final comments as well. I'm working with a, a massive um, corporate, and it was we were, we've been working together leading up to International Day tomorrow mm. of persons with disabilities, and the staff members are challenging the company management team to appoint the learnership pro, um, learners onto permanent roles because they're getting tired of seeing persons with disabilities come in and then they leave. And nobody is sustained, and the company doesn't keep them as um, permanent employees. So it was so exciting oh, for me yeah. to see staff members now stepping in and say, "No, we're not letting this bunch go. You will appoint them." Wow. I think I've seen another story like that. It's absolutely heartwarming. Let me take a quick break. I'll be back with, and I know that there are other calls as well coming through, which uh, I think is very, very important to hear people's stories on the ground. I'll take a quick break and I'll, I'll come back with more of your comments on 011-714-2006-230. Let me go to Utsila Saku for the latest in headlines. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. 
Tomorrow marks International Day of Persons with Disability and we're really having an open conversation about what it takes to be disabled in South Africa, what what the hurdles are, opportunities, are they there, access to health, access to small stuff, books. You know, we talk a lot about uh, literacy and yet we don't think about people who could actually be getting Braille books, for instance. We we just think it's just there and it's not. It's, it's a problem. It's a battle. And we, we don't take it upon ourselves to make sure that app access is, is, is made available for people who are blind in this country. So there's lots to talk about and things that we need to address. Benedetta, I know that you need to leave. Uh, you know, I said to you earlier, you know, your final comments. I just love the story that you gave us a little bit earlier on. So how will you be personally marking tomorrow, Benedetta? I will be celebrating with the company and their staff members Mm -hmm. and management has been warming up to the idea and hopefully by the end of this year we have some successful placements Mm -hmm. and we break away from the stereotype where we see a high potential individual sitting at a frontline position. Mm -hmm. Really wonderful talking to you. Thank you very, very much, Benedette. Benedette Rigney is an award-winning entrepreneur and owner of Fability, F-A-B-I-L-I-T. Thank you very much for your story there, Benedette. I said I'll take calls, 011-714-2006. Debucho, you're calling from the Free State. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you, ma'am? Well, thank you so much for calling, Debucho. Okay, thank you very much, uh I'm um, a first-time caller. Um, you know, I'm actually a little bit, you know, shaky, <laughs> but I'll, I'll try to put my point across. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm on a wheelchair mm-hmm. um, uh, after, you know, an incident that uh, I actually got stepped in in, in, in 1998. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, but I now work for the government. I'm a social worker by profession. Mm. Uh, you know, I've been 10 years in, 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 in the field, you know, um, and then I moved from one department, I mean, one section to another. Uh, I'm now responsible for coordinating services to persons with disabilities mm-hmm. in, in, in Mangau. You know, I was looking to, to the topic, you know, and mm-hmm. I got touched, you know, uh, thinking that tomorrow we are celebrating. And, and a lot of perhaps, people would be asking me what is there to celebrate, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very difficult to respond to that, you know, it's very difficult to encourage people. But anyway, what I wanted to, 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 to put across is that um, even, you know, 10 years uh, uh, as a social worker, you, you know, working in, in, in the department, you know, there, there are a couple of things that, uh, uh, you know, your guest uh, actually talked about, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, you know, I also wanted to weigh in yes. uh, with regards to the issue of, of, of the attitude, you yes, know. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, I remember one gentleman said there, you know, if you don't implement policies, you, you, you know, it, 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 it becomes a futile exercise, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, even if you are working, you know, the attitude in the office, mm. you know, you can just imagine if I have to go and do my work, you know, I have a driver's license, but, uh, you know, the department does not have any car that I can drive, you know. Uh, for the past mm. 10 years, we've been trying to do that just to convert a car for me, you know. So you, you'd be put in intakes where you maybe you are just taking in, uh, you know, uh, complaints from clients. You, you know, people think you 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 You're incompetent. You can't actually go out. Yeah, yeah you know. But, but now the, the other thing is that it, it depends on somebody. That there will be somebody that is appointed to drive you around. You know. Uh, now the case is that why, after I got 
I get into the car. They are supposed to take my wheelchair and put it maybe in the boot or somewhere mm-hmm. uh, so that we can drive, mm. you know. And the attitude will tell me that I don't want to touch your wheelchair, you know. Uh, person maybe we have a white clean shirt, and I understand maybe they think, you know, uh, uh, they are going to make uh, themselves dirtier, you know, or dirty if I may say that. Mm. But the, the biggest problem is that the person, I think uh, they are told that they are there to help me, as if I'm incompetent, mm. to help me, you know. It, mm. It's as if they are helping me mm. do my work, mm. you know. They are just uh, asked to drive me from a point A to B, you know. And that is not good. So somehow uh, uh, we, we, we appear as if we are being difficult, you know, mm. because people, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, maybe it's, it's the issue of uh, 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 marginalization, uh, 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 but... Again, I think it challenges the the, the power dy- dynamics. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let me just make a, a, a small a small uh, 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 example. If maybe I'm complaining about access, you know, yeah. uh, I, I won't fight. I'll, I'll raise the point that okay, uh, there are challenges, and and people will say maybe uh, uh, they want to help me. Yeah, they will decide what they want to do. You know, they won't get any specifications from anywhere. Oh, they will just help me. You know, with an access ramp. But then I get there, and I found I find out that the access ramp is very dangerous. You know, it's if it is not done according to you know any other specifications. It was just something that some people were thinking yeah. that they were helping. Mm. You know, then I can re- I, I just raise the point that this is not accessible for me. Mm. And then people were like, hey, like special attention. We tried all this. He's a very difficult person. And I'm so demotivated mm. in the department, uh, I should say, you know. Uh, uh, I was hoping, uh, you know, as a social worker, you know, uh, I would be able to reach out to, you know, uh, fellow people with disabilities and, and you know, uh, and make sure that we improve, you know, whatever we are supposed to improve in, 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 the, in, their, in their lives, you know. <laughs> but if the things can't start with me, mm. you know, uh, uh, if the department can't start with me, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I don't think you know there is anything that we can do outside. Uh, 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 I, I really concur with the person that says because it's just lip service. You know, um, uh, uh, you you raised another point that uh, people with disabilities are being used. You know, because I know I'm going to have these kind of conversations again. Uh, uh, we holding a, a virtual uh, a meeting. Uh, tomorrow, you, you know, there, there will be uh, issues uh, that are, are being brought up in terms of how can we best assist. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just said, and I'm telling you on Monday, it's a different ball game altogether. Yeah, it's back, back, it's back to square one. Back. What, mm. what a what an honest conversation, Deborah. Thank you so much for calling mm. us from the Free State. Mm. Let me take a break, and and I'll take more of your calls. I mean, that is just for me such a sad call to take, but real as well. Oh one one seven one four two zero zero six, as well as your WhatsApps on oh six one four one zero four one zero seven. Life happens with Pimelo Motine. Tomorrow marks International Day for Persons with Disability. We're having an open conversation here. 011-714-2006. Uh, WhatsApp is on 0614-104-107. Some really heartwarming conversations um, going on here. Andre, you calling from KZN. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you for listening and a beautiful show. Thank you. Yes, I'm a municipal worker mm-hmm. uh, working for the electrical department for Indomani Municipality. Mm-hmm. In 2014, I was in an injury on duty. And since then, um, I was left uh, severely 
disabled in my upper body, uh, my left and my right arm, mm -hmm. um, restricting my mobility in my arms. Mm -hmm. And that basically uh, reduces the type of work that I can do. Mm -hmm. Now, since my accident till now, we had previous management mm -hmm. that arranged that um, I carry on working in my electrical field, mm -hmm. uh, but on a light duty uh, capacity. Yes. Uh, now, recently, we've uh, gotten a new technical manager and an electrical manager mm -hmm. that wants to victimize people mm -hmm. and move the light-duty disability people out of the department because they cannot work sure. and do the type of work that he requires from them. We are severely short-staffed in that department, and I've got over 15 years, going 16 years experience in that department but he will severely reduce the electrical staff in this department mm. um, uh, and try and get new people in that department yeah. uh, to do the work. Uh, Andre, where does, he, where does he want to then move you to? To a department uh, where you wouldn't be useful? Exactly, uh, and th that's the problem. Uh, there is no other department that I am suited for. Mm, um, mm. I am not academically inclined. Mm. I, uh, I don't work with computers. Mm. I went and studied from uh, when I came into the municipality. Mm. Um, I started as a streetlight attendant. Mm -hmm. um, I saved up money uh, to qualify myself as an electrician um, through the 15 years that I worked here. So I physically stayed in the municipality working for the electrical department mm. and physically built myself up from the ground. Now, I was involved in an injury on duty, mm. no fault of my own. Mm. It is due to substandard equipment that they bought that exploded in my face. Sure. 86% second and third degree burns over my whole body. I was nine months in hospital and never been compensated. Now, being victimized by the new uh, uh, electrical manager to try and move me out of the department. So, yeah, um, it, it, it's taking place on, on a municipal and even a government level wow. where workers don't even get uh, assistance from management. Wow. They and just demand you to do work that you, you physically can't capable, uh, incapable of working and doing. Andre, and thanks. And there's no assistance from management. That's that. Andre, thank you so much for your story, Andre, there in, in KZN. I mean, I can hear the emotion in his voice. Um, and in fact, I can vouch for Andre. I've had many, we've had many, many calls from people who say, I got injured on duty and the very company I was working for is the one victimizing me now that I'm unable to, to do whatever I need to do fully. This is this is crazy. What, what's recourse here do we have for, for this kind of behavior? Because I'm sure Andre doesn't want to lose his job, but surely something else has got to give here. Maybe let me start with you, Njabeni. The major problem here, Pimelo, is that it becomes so painful if it is done by government. Mm, uh, mm, you it, can hear. If it, is, if it is a private company, mm. Uh, maybe we can feel and understand uh, how they operate. Mm. Uh, when I grew up, uh, we used to hear that you are very safe if you are working for government. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. And I wonder if mm. that notion still exists today. So so the recourse here, coming to your question, uh, would be that uh, Andre must commit uh, to, to spending uh, his money uh, so that he can he can get recourse for, by, by involving his lawyers because 
there's no way they can uh, discriminate him just because of his disability. We have several cases already with the Equality Court where uh, people with disabilities had won cases uh, where they were discriminated against by their own employers or potential employers. So he must just go the same route. Again, we we back to this, um, Edwina, that again, this now puts you on the back foot. So here you are now being pushed to be in conflict with your employer. That's not productive. That's not productive at all. Not at all. Not at all. So I do agree with Nchabeni that um, the caller needs to actually, you know, take this up up with, with, with an attorney that where he's going to fight for his rights because... And, and also as a disabled person right now, he has disability rights mm, mm. along with human rights. Mm. So he needs to follow up on those and stand up for himself. He shouldn't give up on that. Chabeni, just by way of concluding this conversation, just, you know, by way of, I suppose, also bringing a face to all of your stories, your personal stories, your own personal story in Chabeni. I was born uh, with uh, sight mm. <clears throat> until I was five years mm-hmm. and I contracted uh, German measles so I'm told mm-hmm. then I got blind mm. then I went to a school uh, primary school which was uh, uh, in the then vendor mm-hmm. and then came to Pretoria all of those were schools for persons with disabilities mm. I went to the University of Venda. I studied uh, uh, BURIS, but I concluded with UNISA. Now it was it was amalgamated to be an LLB degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am, as you correctly introduced me, the president of Blandese, the president of the South African Braille Authority, and the vice chairperson of the South African Disability Alliance. Mm-hmm. I'm quite involved in disability. Uh, I am working for the University of South Africa as uh, uh, I'm at the disability unit, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to service students with disabilities. Mm. So that's my short story Mm. about my my uh, uh, way of uh, my personal. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I'll also just bring your story in here if you don't mind. Well, I am a um, community psychologist, mm. and I am currently studying industrial psychology. Um, and this, for me, is so close to my heart because I'm studying it specifically to advocate for persons with disabilities within the workplace, where you know they would be accommodated reasonably, where they would be, um, you know, accommodated in terms of being given the ergonomics that they need to, 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 to enable them to perform their duties. So, um, and I am also um, a founder of Chusanang Enabling Support Services, which is a company that supplies medical and surgical consumables to persons with disabilities throughout South Africa. So we deliver these items to the doorsteps of, of persons with disabilities in rural areas, wherever you are, we will reach you. I am also the, the founder and CEO of Chusagibutu, which is a, an NGO that does um, or conducts um, caregiver training to persons with disabilities and particularly to those that care for um, that, that care for persons with disabilities within uh, the rural areas.
Mm. I so appreciate. I, I could go on and yes. on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I really appreciate the time you've given us. I appreciate the frankness in which we've had this conversation. I think it's it just brings it home for many of us. And I think every time we we check ourselves, it's very important to remember that we we are not uh, ourselves perfect, and we need to just remember how how to be of service and how to be considerate. Thank you so much for the time you've given us, Nchabeni. Thank you so much, Edwina. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Camilla. Thank you so much, Camilla. That is because we are tomorrow uh, going to be marking International Day for Persons with Disability. My guests were Nchabeni Nechituni, and he's a president of Blind SA and president of SA Braille Authority. Edwina Makhamata is a founder and chairperson of Tusanang Enabling Support Services and Tuso Gibutu is also what she's heading up. Thank you all for the participation, for all your comments and calls as well. Really appreciated that. I think for me, it's just brought it home. I thank you for your stories and I thank you for being a part of this conversation.